Well, hello there and welcome to Chronicles of Power, a podcast dedicated to the world of power where I review and break down the latest episode in the Powerverse. We are brought to you by Private Listed, your source for all things music, sports, culture, and entertainment. Follow the new page, which we have almost broke 4,000 followers. I'm so excited about that at Chronicles of Power on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube at PVTLSTD. So, you know, if you're looking for any of those interviews, any of these breakdowns, they are all on YouTube, plus on Spotify, Apple, Amazon. You can find us all over the place. My name is Kimi, and I'll be your guide as we break down the third season of Raising Canaan, specifically episode 305, titled Brothers and Keepers, written by Naja Rain. Directed by Joy T. Lane. Uh, heads up, guys. I did reach out to Naja to see if she would want to come on the show to talk about her episode. But I think they only Sasha Penn does press for Raising Cayman. Uh, which is a little different from what we're used to. Because in Force, we actually got all of the writers on from Force onto the show. And hopefully we will we'll be able to get some of the other writers on from raising Canaan and today I have my baby with me her name is Mima Creations <laughs> Mima is here to talk about episode 305 and we had a nice little break in between we actually took a break from recording as well and we're gonna get this episode out to you before episode 6 premieres I'm excited for you guys to see episode 6 and for us to talk about episode 305 now before we start I want to say this episode, it was a masterpiece in writing, right? With the exception of everything that happened. But it was also a shit, shit show in terms of events because I'm still reeling from all of the things that happened. But before we talk about rioting and, you know, the initial thoughts of what happened with you, me, we do have to talk about some other characters. And we have Nick, we have Ronnie, we have Griselda Blanco. I cannot, you know, I know who I'm talking about. We're going to talk about Griselda Barco, Juliana. I don't know what happened with her character when she turned into this person, but I, I do need some clarity here. And obviously, Rock and the other Thomas siblings. Me. Initial thoughts. <laughs> I want to release the video from this so bad so people can see your reactions, but... <laughs> and I, well, I don't feel it. It's just going to be audio today. Initial thoughts on the whole thing? Or the just... whole thing, yeah. And then we can go, we'll, we'll do scene by scene. Well, person by person, rather. We'll, we'll go by um, person. I didn't expect what happened in episode five. It really threw me off. And, um, you know, you have like this image of how you think things might play out. And then it just went totally left. Or I probably thought I saw this coming, but not so soon. I don't know. But it just, it's just a lot. And it's only episode five. Like, we have five more episodes. So it's like, what is going to happen? Where do we go from here? Yeah, I I completely agree. I I think one of the first things that I said, because once I saw that there was a break in the schedule, I was like, oh, something bad is going to happen. Because this Mm -hmm. is essentially what they did with Force, right? Because remember, Papa Flynn died in episode five. That the whole big setup, and then we had a break after that too. Remember, there's always a break after something big happening. It wouldn't be a break after like nothing, just a regular, uh, like time filler episode. I don't want to call them time fillers, but you know, once there's a big event, they're gonna put you on a break to get you hooked and then bring you back in, and then we'll have like the rest of the season to decompress. Yes. <sighs> All of that said, I agree with you. When our precious unique was murdered and his murder was kind of brutal like very brutal it wasn't like soft and to the point it was like they belabored the point they wanted us to know like hey this person is dead it's done but not only did he get beaten to a bloody pulp by his own blood brother to top it off to put the exclamation point on the death right to prove to you guys that this guy is not coming back they kicked him down a hill. And I was just like, yikes. <laughs> yikes. And it felt it felt a little personal. But that's just my assessment. I was like, God. Because 
you know what? We'll stop there. We'll stop because we have, there's so much to talk about with this, but let's talk about the other people. Let's talk about Kanan and Famous. And I think that Famous needs a better friend than Kanan because Kanan is really bad. Uh, so Kanan is right now trying to run a business from his mother's, from a bedroom in his mother's house. He's also reprimanding Famous, telling him not to act things up, not to fall asleep. And Rock is trying to get him back on track from staying out of the streetlight, to which I all get. But miss, you just planted a gun in his backpack last week. There are tons of different ways that we could have went about this. Hundreds of ways that we could have done this without, you know, without her. She doing never it. wants to fix this. She does not want to fix this relationship because she just keeps making it work. I think she just doesn't have the tools. She First, you, you set him up to kill his father. <laughs> now this. I mean, what else is that? Well, how did you feel about her planting the gun? Ah. It was not. I just feel like it was a horrible move. It was a horrible move. Because he is going to find out. Because um, I believe. He's going to, you know, he's going to come to Famous again. Like, oh, you always messing up. And then Famous is going to come clean because he's going to save his own butt. And say it was your mom. And then that's just going to make everything blow up. And it's just going to get very ugly. So it was a bad move. Uh, very bad move indeed. I, I don't think, I think that she's desperate because she wants to have her claws into her son. And every every time we go over this show, I always think about the dynamic of how Black mothers interact with their sons, especially if mm. it's their only son. And I think that she's so desperate to have him under her watch and just near her so that she could control what he's doing, that she will go to any length, even if it's detrimental to him and her and their entire organization. Because planting a gun on him after you guys, after you just had people killed in your home is bonkers to me like yeah you're already they they've already warned you that the fbi is watching you know that the cops aren't really too keen on the story that you're telling i mean she you know for as far as she knows they've bought the crown camacho story which is another thing that is kind of weird to me why would she put it on crown and not on cartier farid yeah that i like cartier farid had had dealings in all all types of things. And his him being involved in that way with the Italians, it would seem a little bit more feasible to me. If, if I was that, if I was that, if I was the character, I'd be like, you know, Cardio for That's who we're gonna pin it on. He's that anyway. The same thing with Crown. Yeah, but you know, maybe we can get more clarity from that on from the writers if they ever come on the show. Uh, let's see. Anything else about planting the gun? I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, I know it's a show, it's scripted, but she don't know how that could have played out. It could have played out worse than what happened, you know what I'm saying? Or we don't know if it still might play out that way, you know, later down the line. Like, because what if the social worker comes again and he's not there and it just becomes even uglier? So it's like, this may backfire in two ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that was a dumb move. I think I think. If we really sat here, we could have an entire podcast of different ways that this could have backfired on Rock, on Kanan, on their family. There's tons of different things that could have happened to him. I mean, what if they didn't give him a slap on the wrist? What if they didn't get MCS involved? What if they... There's tons of different scenarios of how this could have gone wrong. But thankfully, because of his record in school, they were able to kind of uh mull things over a little bit and you know one of the things that i remembered about this like when i saw the scene i was like oh snap something similar like this happened to 50 so remember when 50 was in high school he got kicked out of school because they found drugs in his backpack oh okay that's how he got kicked out of school but they they kind of flipped the story a little bit and did it with a gun and you know with rock planting it so i like that they're still incorporating things in into the story that did happen to 50 Cent, even yeah. though, you know, a lot of the things are loosely based on other people, but they're still drawing from his own personal experiences in certain ways. Now, 
Let's move to my favorite, Uncle Marvin. Aww. <laughs> Uncle I, Marvin, I just love favorite. him. Okay, so I just love him this season. Like, I mean, he's probably always been this great guy, but they're really doing a good job of showing that soft side of him. And I'm just like him in the relationship with Juke. And it's just like, it's just good to see him in this positive light. I, I agree. So yesterday he was on live or whenever when we recorded this, you know, Uncle Marvin, he goes, or the the actor who plays Uncle Marvin, his name is London Brown. He goes live a lot and he, okay. he does take questions from uh, the people who joined the live. And I was able to ask him a question and I asked him, nice. so does the cat is, is, does the character... Do they give you the full scope of what, what they want the character to be? Or is the character developed as seasons go by? In other words, what I was saying was, do you know what's going to happen to uh, Uncle Marvin? Do you know what it's going to be like for him? Or does it change from season to season? Yeah. And that answer was actually pretty intricate. He gave a lot of good examples too. But uh, to make this the answer shorter, they don't know. They have like an outline of who, what's in it, right? But they also tailor the character to the strong suits of the actor. So if the actor has some comedic timing, they they can they work with it a little bit, right? Okay. And we see that he's really good at that. Like he's he's funny, like yes. naturally, and he he incorporates things about his own personality like with the eating and the cracking jokes and you know just being tender towards his daughter yes they had a hard a hard first season but now he's learning he went to therapies and counseling and now he's even picked up uh, a friend in Gerald and they they are continuing on with their therapy sessions which I think is very very good for him it also worked in his favor because he got really good information out of Gerald that he didn't think that he was going to get because if it wasn't for Gerald he would not have found out that Dean had died yeah and remember the reason why it's important that Uncle Marvin knows that Dean died is because Uncle Marvin was selling for Dean Dean was throwing him some stuff under the table and he got yeah. his own money because remember Rock is out of the game at this point they're not dealing with the Italians anymore and we actually, we have to talk about the Italians and I didn't even put them in my notes, but I just thought of something. They're not dealing with the Italians anymore because she's seeing that she's out. Once Marvin did the hit or, or the assassination on Sal, their score was settled with the Italians. So they're pretty much backing away. But we find out that Dean is dead and who did it? But none other than serial killer, Ronnie Mathis. Um... <laughs> In addition to <laughs> in addition to finding out that uh, Dean is dead, he didn't know who did it yet. But, you know, we find that out later once they go to the funeral. Marvin's connect is now dried up. But he goes to Rock and after he's helping clean up the glass from her being shook down or shaken down by the cops who were coming to try to get money out of her similar to what we saw happen to Tasha but instead of cops shaking Tasha down for the daycare opening up a daycare in the area this I think it was like random drug dealers in the area who wanted Tasha to pay them to have that spot open and to be able to run the drugs out of there he tells her and when he when when they're cleaning up, he tells her that he has made an investment in Lou's new endeavor. And what is that? Cafe Lou. <laughs> so so now we have Cafe Lou, and Roth doesn't want to hear anything about it. She's like, "Listen, if you want to take your money and give it to Lou and flush it down the toilet by all means. You go do that, but I am not getting involved." And she ends it all off with saying, "At Lou." So far this season, we have been seeing everybody say F Rock, Beanie, Kaden, <laughs> Lou. Everybody around her is just like, what? With just wants nothing to do with her. But at this point now, the tables have turned and she's just like, you know, I don't need to make amends with my brother, <laughs> but my baby brother. Because whatever I was doing was just in his best interest anyway. And I think that she's a little stubborn in that way. How about you? I 
I agree. And you notice that they all seem to be thriving without her. <laughs> and like, business is going as, they all look happy. Marvin looks happy, has peace. Lou has peace. And Kanan has peace, even though, you know, he's getting himself into trouble. He has peace. Like, everybody that's not under her rule anymore seems to be thriving. So, I think that's getting to her, too. She's losing control. Ah, uh, but see, I think that they're thriving up until this point, up until this episode. For instance, okay. I don't see that. Well, Lou is still thriving, right? Like, he found what he's good at. He he doesn't have the record company anymore or the studio, but he found solace in Cafe Lou or Cafe Lou. And he's doing okay. But Marvin, things are starting to spiral for him, right? Because he he was making money. And now he's not. Is he going to have to go back to Juliana and her cousin in order to to keep running the drugs out of the clubs uptown in Manhattan or you know what is he gonna do is he gonna have to try to get rock involved again we'll see the other people who are thriving that are thriving though like you said Katie Katie is thriving kind of sort of because this is catching up with him too right because the cops know that they are doing this because these idiots are standing outside on a porch giving directions with the feedback it's about it's like so obvious they might as well have a sign that says we are selling drugs we are selling drugs guys <laughs> because it's just so obvious i'm like they can't meet in the back of the building they gotta go in the front of the front nope in the front walkie talkies everything everything is there oh god <laughs> but in addition to lou uh invest Lou at Marvin investing in Cafe Vu, he goes to get more radio promotion from <laughs> the guy that he, he had to shake down last year. Yes. Uh which was Mo Craze. So Mo Craze promotes it. They have a good hip hop night. Uh and we also notice that Lou isn't drinking anymore, which is which makes me feel better because I thought that he was gonna go down a spiraling path similar yeah. to what happened with Gerard in Force. Yes. So, but he did it like he stopped the drinking and, you know, he, he has found purpose in Cafe Vu. Now, famous. So, famous gets roped up. They take him in for questioning and they find out about the incident report putting him in the same building as the murder, right? And they took the money that famous had on him they're not getting that back and he honestly he has to tell Kanan that the money is missing and if there's one thing that i know that famous did not want to do that was to go and tell Kanan about this yeah also i kind of wonder why is Kanan treating him like this like all of a sudden it, it just doesn't even make sense he's your only ally why are you beating up on him? Yeah. And it's all, I think, because he let the mo- his mother in the house. I mean, but he really didn't have a choice, you know. He knows yeah. his mother. Yeah, he knows that he knows his mother. And I kind of feel like Kaden is punching down a little bit or yeah. On famous. Yeah, on, on famous. And he's not really doing it to anybody else. Although there were some sweet moments in the show with Kaden, and it reminded me of the Kaden that we knew in the first and second season, where he takes juke, jukebox out. Um, he takes jukebox out for dinner for making the girl group, and that was so so sweet. Oh my goodness! But then we see that he starts talking to the girl that she likes, Aisha, and I was like, oh, "Come on, Kaden!" But I mean, to be fair, she didn't tell him. But he, you know the vibes. Come on, Kaden. You just but, he, but he asked her, and she she should have been like, "Yeah, that's me." Instead, she was like, "She's a good girl." So, you know what? You're right. I actually, I actually didn't even. I forgot to write that in the notes because he he did ask her. He did say, "Hey," like you know, kind of give her the eye. And I like, let me know. Yes, I think it was like, go ahead. Yeah, and then she, she, you know, she brushed it off like she's a good girl, like don't do it dirty. So maybe maybe she she's not feeling that girl like that, you know? Or maybe she's still stuck on her ex and, and she's just like, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's the case because then she went into the, the corner and watched them from afar while they were sitting at the table and she was sulking. <laughs> she didn't she didn't like what she saw. She she wanted to be with Aisha, but maybe she's going through something where she can't where like she's battling with her sexuality or trying to suppress it in a way. Maybe. Maybe. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe just like it, it feels like this season it's more accepted. You know, like the mother is gone. You know, she's no longer... Because the mother, you know, had her feeling ashamed of who she was in the life she was living. The father now is accepting of her mm-hmm. um, sexuality. The dance group or the, the singing group that she's a part of, they made her the tomboy. So I feel like this is the season for her to be bold and free and, like, this is who I am. So for to me, if she is, like, question and it would be weird because it's like you didn't question it last season when everybody was against you you know and now this season it's like everybody's like all right we know who you are we accept it well it's only a little bit of time that has passed since last season oh remember okay. when we started off when we started off the season or we started off season three hey. it's hours after the whole shootout at rock's house yeah, We're only a few weeks into probably this this time in their lives, okay. and I just think that her mom dying and Nicole dying and mm-hmm. the trauma that she's been inflicted with her dad, even though they're they're on better terms now, she she's trying to hide it in order to protect herself so that. It doesn't open her up to having to, one, to expose her feelings, two, to expose parts of her sexuality that she may not be comfortable talking to other people with, uh, especially with Kanan. It's one thing to say, oh, I like this person. It's another to outwardly show them because from what we know of her, she hasn't introduced uh, any of them to her love interests. I think maybe Nicole went out to party with them one time and that was it. She told Rock that she was going to a dance, but Aunt Rock didn't meet Nicole. As a matter of fact, she died before anybody could meet her. So I just think that she has a lot of trauma that she's working through, and maybe she's just not ready to be that forward with it. And keep in mind that this is 1991. Yes, we had girl groups like TLC where we did have tomboy members on the group, but... It, it's still the 90s and things aren't as forward as we would think that they are right now. But they, they, they're there, but yeah. it's just not as in your face, especially probably in the community that she's in on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> but Barbie got pissed off about that. But anyway, uh, there's something else that happened with Lou that I think we could touch on really quickly. Uh, he came to get records out of the the garage from his mother's house and we find out a little more about the Thomas family and their dynamic. So we know that uh, Lou Rock and Marvin's dad, he died but he also was a jazz a jazz musician and he collected records and he went to the house to get those records and we find out that they've all cut their mother off. No one is giving her money she doesn't have much faith in Marvin. Rock has definitely cut off and not get, given her anything. And then Lou, I don't know where he got this money from, but he threw a couple dollars her way and hopefully that'll mm-hmm. get her off his back. I wonder if we're going to see more of her uh, throughout the rest of the season because they made it a point to show her. We only saw her one time before this, I believe, and that was at the church. Oh, I didn't even know Rock she saw before. We did, yeah, because Rock needed an alibi. And she went to church. <laughs> she went to church with her brother because she needed an alibi. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> Ronnie, let's talk about Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> no. Tell me. I think what's bothering me about the whole killing, or I noticed this in Power, the you know, the series. Like, 
think back to when Sax got killed. You you made they made um what was his name again? Something Rollins, Theo Rollins do it. It's like it's always by these characters that are there, but it's like not really you know, like I feel like why couldn't it have been from somebody else, you know? Like, why couldn't it have been from Rock or something like that? Like, it's always these characters that are new, kind of, and we're still kind of getting to know them. And I know it's his brother, but it was just like, really? That's who you're going to make take him out? I don't know. And that that part of it just bothers me. Like, when they killed Sax, it wasn't that they killed Sax. It's who they chose to kill him. Like, I don't know, that part really just is like, why didn't you make it, like, from another character? Even if it was like, um, what's Meth Man's character? Oh, first, he's a ghost. Yeah. What's his name? Method Man. McLean. Like, make McLean kill him, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always this, like, I just feel like Ronnie shouldn't have been the one to kill Unique. That's just how I feel. Okay, before we get into that part, let's <laughs> Ronnie approaches fake ass Griselda Blanco, meaning Juliana. And this is the part that I think confuses me most, right? Because when he approaches Juliana, he says, My brother, my brother ain't going nowhere. And how did that sentiment change? Just that's how that's. That's what I had in my notes. Yeah. How do you go from like my brother not going nowhere to banging him in the head and kicking him down the cliff? So after a few boxes in the head, and you know, they had a regular scrap like brothers do. Remember, yeah. Marvin and Lou had a fight just like this outside yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah. But they didn't try to kill each other. Um, I, You know what I, I think I'm taking a bridge with, or I guess the thing that's frustrating me is that I don't understand Roddy's beat right now. I, I don't Nobody I, does. I don't understand Roddy's beat. They tell me what's happening. Like I know what what it is. I know that he feels that Rock should should not have gained control. I know that he feels that Unique is just getting scraps right now. I get all of that. That part I I understand. But Sir, you just got out of prison two weeks ago. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> He's still setting up shop. They had a whole, I think, you know, one of the problems that we have with power is that the characters, they do not communicate with each other. If yeah. Unique was a little bit uh, forward or more for, uh, forthcoming with his brother saying, hey, we got into a big out with the Italians. Uh, certain pipelines are dried up but I have this other thing that I'm working on with the people from the Chinese food store let's let's work with this and then we can find out how we can take over again I told you before Rock is retired we are slowly building back up our empire so his beef is he left the business and it was thriving he left it to Unique and it's dwindled away. And he's upset that Rock is the reason for all of this. I get that part. But this is still your brother. And he's still trying to make things work for you. And then I think the thing that makes me laugh is how out of touch he is. One, his costume lets us know. <laughs> Mima is rolling her eyes. She hates the members only jacket. Because, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, Sterner, you've been out of jail for like a month now. I need you to go and buy some clothes, okay? <laughs> because, because why? Why? And then, it's just so many things are flawed with his character that is just like, I get it and I don't. <laughs> so, I, I want him, so, now that he has yeah. taken his brother out, I wonder... That, you know what is going to be his motivation now because he found out that they're not moving heroin which I was like bro why did you even think that it just shows how out of touch he is and he approaches a 15 16 I think Kate is probably 16 so a 15 or 16 year old at this point and asks him if they're cool as your connect 
he doesn't even know that they're not using that anymore. He has no grip on reality in terms of what people are using, what people are wearing, and the things that people are doing. And he's he's kind of out of touch. Agreed? Uh, agreed. Wait, what did I have? I had something to say, and it just slipped to me. Um, okay, so maybe they said it and I missed it, or maybe you know, but um, if Ronnie was so great, right? Say that, say that again, Mima. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. No, it's okay. I said, um, maybe I missed this and maybe they said it. I gotta go back and watch the episode where Ronnie comes in, but um. If he was so great, why is all the connects like they don't want no parts of him? Because you know, crazy. So, so this is so this is my thing, right? If Unique was left to take over the business, and allegedly he was so great, it's like nobody seems to be seems to be happy that he's back. Like nobody wants any parts of him. Yeah, you know when they start doing things, I have to ask because we heard about him last season when um rock and unique talked about him and how unique was running the business and saying oh ronnie wouldn't have done this and maybe they didn't flesh the character out fully they didn't know what his temperament was going to be like maybe all of these things happened in the writer's room afterwards right they figured out that this person was going to be socially awkward a little inept and just <laughs> and just um a menace it to, yeah. to put it lightly so then but when he comes out i he just doesn't have any finesse he doesn't have any he doesn't really he doesn't know how to interact with anyone he doesn't when he goes to snap and pop i was actually surprised that that she hugged him yeah because everyone else seems to stay away from him and they yeah. keep their distance from him and even unique seems to be a little oblivious about who his brother is and yeah his brother's temperament because his sit his not his sister um I, I meant like ronnie's sister-in-law uh, kind of but uh his girlfriend pernissa yeah. she is like hey he is sitting in here watching the tv and <laughs> unique is like he just liked TV. She was like, it wasn't one. <laughs> and he's not even phased by it. She's just like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? It's my brother. I can't kick him out. So I wonder, you know, what was he like prior to entering the facilities? Exactly. That's only if something happened to him in jail and he came out and surprised everybody with the way he is now. Mm -hmm. Because I can't, like, like you said, it, it's very obvious. Like, I can't see him being such a totally different person prior because everybody's um reaction to him is just the same nobody was like yo ronnie that you know like nobody no one made a free ronnie shirt no one. no they kind of was like oh okay like you back like nobody wants any parts of him why is that if he was so big time and he made so much money and you know everybody was eating good why is nobody happy like i just feel like they didn't think they didn't think this out good with this Ronnie guy, and I think he's overplaying this part. Like I, I just I don't know. It's like giving me Jeffrey Dahmer. It's not giving me. I used to hustle and I got locked up for a few years. I don't know. Something about it is just off for me. Oh, okay, so I think the character is supposed to be off, but I actually did hear a really really good theory. So someone DM'd me. Uh, I wouldn't get his uh, username right. Okay, his username is uh, middle middle fingers to all. That is his username. Okay, but he actually had a really really good theory. Okay, um, I would read the whole thing out, but I'm, oh, it's really long. Okay, it's gonna give you like the major points to it. Okay, he said, "What if Jane? What if Jail did change Ronnie? And mm. what if his beef with Rock?" stems from Defcon. We know that Defcon was in jail. Maybe Defcon and Varney served in the same facility and maybe they had something going on. Meaning maybe Varney is gay 
because we found out that death curd was gay, right? It made when did Ren find that out? Oh, that's why that, that death curd. Oh, but that's why she knew that he was. Well, they that's had sex. Remember, Th- that's why he could never be Kaden's father. Well, I just you know I figured she used him as a cover up, but I didn't know that was the reason. Oh no 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 why? Okay. no he she they she said he's gay. He was gay, and she was his cover for that. Oh, yeah. So, so let me let me continue his theory. So, oh, now. So maybe Defcon and Ronnie had something going on in the jail, which is why he has it out for Rock the way that he does, and why he wants to get back at her because he probably found out that Rock was the one who snitched on him and got him put in prison. I think that that's a pretty big Danny. I, I, I wonder if they, they had something like that coming down the line, but I don't know. How how far, how long ago was Defcon's death supposed to be from the current show? Like, how long ago did that happen? Actually, you know, I would have to double check that because they don't really say how yeah. long ago he died. And it's we like- just know that he died. And you will check, and I'll correct myself for the next episode uh, if I find the information out, guys. Yeah, you would think that they would have started off with with him a little bit, you know, because they talk about this guy so much, and we'll never see, you know, because they they were saying he was Kanan's father, he was this, he that. So it's like a character that has so much weight, and we never get to see him, or you know, we will never get to see him. I wonder how long ago his death was, you know. Yeah, well, at this point, it kind of doesn't even matter. What I, but, but why it would matter is for this theory that we're, we're, yeah, yeah, a lot of unanswered stuff, right? Like, did they, did they ever coincide? Did their jail time ever coincide? Did they, mm-hmm. did they actually have a relationship? Is one of the reasons why he's so fed up with Rockets because of how his feelings for death college? I mean, that's very soap opera Like, it's, it kind of seems like a soap opera plot, but you never know. No, but I thought it was a really good theory. And I said, you know, it would explain a lot of the things that's happening. It would. And he he he's he definitely I feel like he definitely is because he shows no interest in any of the women. Like you even when you see him like in at the club setting, yeah, he's just not ever looking at a woman or anything. Like even um unique girlfriend or whatever, like he didn't even try to take a pass at her knowing that he was, his brother was sleeping with Ra. Like, he just does not have any type of interest. And, in, in, you know, so that could be very true. Okay. I, I, I really like the theory. That's why I was like, you know, I, I have to bring it up on the show this week. Then we have the funeral scene. So there is a funeral scene for Dean. And Dean, Dean dies by the hand of lunatic Ronnie. He's stabbed in the back multiple times. He's pretty much sliced and diced while his grandmother is in the other room. And she couldn't hear anything because we found out over a course of multiple episodes, of course, yeah. that she wears hearing aids. And she did not hear anything happening in the kitchen. And thankfully, Ronnie did not. He didn't do anything to the grandmother. To which I had to, I had like a sigh of relief when he didn't touch the grandmother. I, I was like, oh, he's not that bad, right? But then this episode comes and I'm like, ah! <laughs> the record completely scratched and everything just went off kilter. But Rock and Unique, they reunite and we hear that, you know, there's been some time since their breakup. They haven't seen each other. So remember, in episode four, they broke up. Now, episode five, now that Dean has died and was killed by Ronnie, they're at the funeral. And they speak to each other and say, I haven't seen you in a minute. Um, I wonder who could have killed Dean. And Unique's response was, I know just the person bold enough to do it. And Rock said something so prolific to him, right? And I wish he would have taken heed to it closer uh, or paid more attention to what she was saying. He says, um, Someone is going to have to pay for all of the stuff he's breaking in reference to the bull in the China shop reference that uh, Unique uses to 
describe his brother. His brother isn't acclimating to being outside. He is not, he's definitely not veering away from a life of crime to which, okay, all right, you want to go back into the family business? No big deal. But he definitely has a grudge and he definitely has a bone to pick with everyone. He already scoped out where Rock lives, scoped out her son, even approached her son, asked him about the product that he's selling with no finesse. I think that's the thing that's killing me about Ronnie. Like he has no finesse. But we know that though, that these are going to be the characteristics of this type of person because we find out that he's he's socially awkward. And not only is he socially awkward, he is a murderous socially awkward person. And he does things to rile a unique girlfriend up. So for instance, when he goes back to the house, he, he does a couple things. He steals a car. Yeah, I, I was going to say, we didn't even speak about that, but yeah. He, he steals a car for what? We don't even know. And he does this thing, you know, like how uh, when there's, whenever you uh, do like, read, when you read up with serial killers, they always save like ornaments or things for the crimes that they've committed. So whether they all save a piece of hair from a lady that they killed or they save keys from the house that they go mm-hmm. get into or what, whatever. Like, I, I know that I'm kind of making things up as I go along, but like he comes back and he brings the car to show you the key. He rings down the bell in the middle of the night. Like, Bobby, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he comes back and he shows his brother, like, look at what I got. You're sitting on your tail and I already got a car, but you need yeah, it. But sir, you don't have no money. Exactly. You need it. It's not impressed. He's like, bro, I told you i'm gonna help you out why are you doing this so he shows him the the car that he stole it i guess to like put a little fire under him to get him to sell more or to get on the job like he doesn't even know what's going on but again this is partly unique's fault because he isn't forthcoming with him initially telling him what the plan is but he does eventually tell him and when he does tell him he doesn't care. He introduces them. <laughs> he introduces them to the yellow people. These are not my words. Both were his. <laughs> he he introduces them to Long at the at the Chinese store. But well, they're not even Chinese. But uh, yeah, Chinese food restaurant. And he is not impressed. He takes him outside, tries to talk him down off a ledge, talking about Unique and Ronnie. Tries to talk him off a ledge and says. Well, this is what we have for right there. This is the hookup that I got with the Italians. This is what we're going to be moving through now. Ronnie doesn't care. He could have told him that he, it, it, it didn't even matter. I think that anything that Unique would have done in this moment, he would not have been impressed by it. I think that Ronnie just was to run his own show and take in, not instructions, but taking taking cues from his younger brother probably doesn't sit well with him, which is why he's giving him so much flack for everything that he's doing. Because Unique is actually, considering everything that has happened over the past few weeks, he's still on the ball. He's still finding ways to make money. He lost his best friend and his top soldier, Warrell, and he was able to still make a connection with the Italians, even though he double-crossed them inside of with Rock. And he was able to still but they go some drugs out of them. He, yeah. So I'm just like, he has things going on. He's not just sitting on his hands, but we do know that his money is low. And I do kind of wonder what's going to happen with, one, his funeral, if they find his body, two, his kids, or his, his son, and Pernissa, because she was the first person to warn him, like, hey, Warrell left two kids behind. I'm not trying to be a single mother. You have to make provisions for us. You need to check your brother. You need to make sure things are okay in our house. And he kind of just like, eh, nothing ain't gonna happen to me. I'm fine. Show me this. <laughs> nothing will happen to me. But yeah, so we get past the funeral scene. We see that Ronnie is bringing possessions to show off to his brother and trying to get him to put some fire under his butt and 
get him to do other stuff and move heroin like he wants him to do. And not go with the timelines, because at this point, I don't even think that they're doing smack or heroin. Yeah. Right now, they're moving towards weed. <sighs> but let's get to the scene that we have been dreading talking about. And I want to hear your thoughts about it first, because I feel like I'm talking too much. How did you feel when that first blow came? Not, not when they were fighting. So when they were fist fighting, right? I felt like it was a fair match. Exactly. I feel like it was fair. They hit each other. They both hit each other. They kicked each other down. They fell. They they tussled. They punched. That was great. But where Unique made a mistake was turning his back on Jason or Michael Myers. The first thing you learn in any horror movie is never to turn your back on the killer. Exactly. And... I want to say that I'm excusing it from him because I don't think in his psyche at that time, he doesn't look at his brother the way how we see his brother. For instance, with the examples that I gave earlier, right? Pernissa is like, hey, he's watching the TV and the TV is not full. And he just is brushing it off like, oh, good. He's, I don't know. Rodney always been weird. That's just how it is, right? He doesn't think that his brother has the capacity to kill him in this moment. Yeah, thinks that it's just a fight. The same way how we saw Lou and Marvin fight. That's what I thought was going to happen. But I was like, okay, they're fighting. But then the music, the music tells you otherwise, right? The music says, no, we're not done with the episode. We still have a few more minutes to go. And then the music intensifies and we see Ronnie picks up an iron crowbar or like some sort of metal it looks like a like a pipe and then that first swing when, when unique fell i screamed i was like what <laughs> like i could i couldn't even hold it I, I forgot that i was watching tv for a second i was like no right covered my mouth everything then he swung again 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 it, i just i couldn't believe the brutality of it i was like why are we beating him like this this is your brother the same person that you just told uh the pilgrim shirt lady that <laughs> i can't stand her <laughs> and it come because she played that role good but she annoying <laughs> you just told her your brother isn't going anywhere but because he stood over you and said on the big dog narrow that's what got your blood boiling that's what made you say this is the final straw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your life. Really? Yeah. Cause and and like you said, um, okay. So, you know, to rewind and go back to when you were talking about the possibility of him being gay and him not liking Rock because of you know her setting up Defcon. What is triggering him to be this angry at his brother? I get that, you know. Okay, the business is not what you expected it to be, but to the point where you're killing him, like it's just it's just very it's a bit much. It's like, why are you so angry? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, his brother did take care of him. He gave him a place to stay. You know, he didn't move as quick as he wanted to, but like you said, this is only a couple of weeks at this point. So it's like, why do you have so much rage where you want to kill your brother? You know, all because he was sleeping with Rock. Like that is what what is really triggering you to beat him to death that like that part is just like i don't get why he's so mad because unique is the only unique is the only person that was happy he came out he was the <laughs> only person no nobody else cared for that dude they was like oh you back okay um, okay no we ain't got no work for you mm -hmm, we're fine yeah nobody wanted anything to do with him but you know what also, what's funny about that, and I'm glad that you brought out that, brought up that Unique was the only one that knew he was, or was happy that he was getting out. He didn't even tell his brother that he was getting out early. And I'm like, what an odd thing not to tell someone. Like, first of all, he thinks he got, he, he, he was supposed to get out, uh, I think a week later then okay well because unique did know he was getting out of prison he was like yeah you got out earlier what what happened and I'm like why wouldn't you call him like think about the samson brothers right diamond and janelle right? went to go pick his brother up from prison yeah yeah 
beef they may have with each other, he still went and got him and his brother told him the day of his release. Why would Ronnie just decide to walk home from the prison? I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. So um, there seems to be a beef with them from even before he touched them. Or maybe he. this is just one of Unique's way of just being oblivious to some of the feelings that his brother has about him. And just yeah, get it. And he definitely was oblivious to his brother and his brother's um, temperament because he turned his back on him and his brother continued to beat him. And then after he beat him, right? So like after all of that, I'm like, okay, I I already knew that Joey Badass wasn't going to make it out of this season. Mm. We can talk about that another day, right? I don't, I don't, I don't even feel like going into one. Yeah. I know that he wasn't going to make it, but the sides were there. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, they let him pack him up, put him in a car, and roll him, like, I mean, kick him down a hill. And I was like, God damn. Yeah, like, the- when are you going to stop? When are you going to stop? No, it was him, him holding the chain for me. I was just like, and then the chain. See, that's another thing about collecting possessions of when when you do something bad you keep something from the crime that was another thing if that man start wearing that chain in episode six <laughs> that's it that's it for me he's that over it i'm done because if if he gonna be that bold to wear that chain we know you killed him like and i just feel like another thing with this ronnie character it's like there's no mystery. I feel like everybody knows he's doing these things. No, I, I do think that there is mystery. So because no you one knows people only person Kevin was in. Why is it that automatically when Dean dead, Unique is like, is Ronnie? And then everyone helped. Well, he knew he like one it's not great. She knew it was Ronnie because of the running that Dean and Oh yeah, yeah, Dean. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was like fire. And Dean and Dean called Unique and told him about what Ronnie did. So he just he was just putting two and two together, which is why he said that to Rock. He was like, I know somebody bold enough to to do it. Like and everybody's just like, I don't know nobody who would do that to Dean. Dean, you know, he he's like the main man. That's the person you don't touch. So that's why he was able to put it together and be like, you know, Ronnie is the person that would do it. <sighs> now, the only other thing that I kind of want to decompress about uh, with Unique dying, and everyone has, there has been so much stuff going on online between his old statements between and Gianni Paolo, who plays Brayden, mm-hmm. for Ghost making a statement too, to which I was just like, if y'all didn't want to make it even more obvious, why the hell is Brayden speaking out about this? Like, we posted, so at Chronicles of Power, we posted uh, an interview clip that uh, Joey Badass did with People Magazine. To be fair, as of the time of this recording, we have reached out to his both his publicist and his manager and asked for an interview. We have also asked for an interview with Mr. Sasha Penn, uh, initially, he said yes. Hopefully, we are still able to get him on the show and we could get to the bottom of some of these things and you guys could have closure. We can have the funeral and everything will be great. But one of the things that stood out to me in the interview, and it kind of broke my heart a little bit, is when he said he was reading the script, flipping through, and he finds out that his character dies. And what does he do? He said, I called Sasha and asked him, is there any way that we could change this? Is there any way that we could save him? He didn't yeah. want to leave the show. He didn't want to be, he didn't want to lose his job. He thought that there was more story to tell with the character, to which I completely agree. Because one of the things that you and I spoke about prior to us starting to record is like, where does this leave everyone else? Unique was actually a pretty integral part in the story, at least to what we thought, what and the way how they set him up, we knew that Unique was the op. 
Now, one of the things that I noticed at the end of last season, I was like, you know, I don't see Unique lasting too much longer because he's not an op anymore. Right now, if he's on the side with Rock and Marvin and Lou, yeah, they really don't have a use for him because he's not the antagonist anymore. He's he's yeah. he's not he's not the bully. He's not causing friction. So they're probably going to get rid of him. And you know what's so funny? Someone actually sent this comment to me and I was like, Dad, I even forgot that I wrote this. So I actually posted it to Chronicles of Power and I posted it to my own story. But I'm like, it's funny how that works, right? Once we develop the character, we start to get to like him and now we're going to kill him. <laughs> and I just wonder, like, what does what ramifications is this going to have for the story? How does this affect Rock? Is she going to pay for his funeral? Because we know that he doesn't really have the money like that right now. We do see in the preview for episode six that his girlfriend does know that he's missing and she confronts Rock. And I yeah. wonder if Rock is going to kill this poor girl because I don't see no, it ending well. I don't think so. Really? I don't see it ending well for her. I think she's going to let her live. I mean, the, the, the child just lost the dad. You going to take the mother out too? You, they can't be raised by crazy Ronnie. <laughs> so, well, I think she go all in. I, I think. I mean, why would Rock, and allegedly Rock keeps saying, I'm out the game, I'm out the game. I don't know. Well, keep in mind, this lady pulled a gun on her. Yeah, but she might slap her, slap her around, but <laughs> nah, I don't think she going to kill her. I don't think so. We'll, we'll have to see, but I don't think she's going to do that. Now, if it was Ronnie, if she went to Ronnie now with that gun, yeah, she was dying. She probably out fucking rock. <laughs> she was dying. That's why. I, that's why she went to Rock House because she thought that Unique was at. at ain't rock. funny how. Ain't it funny how these people find Rock House so easily? Like I how is it? I that that is one of my biggest pet peeves with Power. Like I love the show. It's my favorite thing to talk you just about. Knew, but like she was living all this time. When like, everyone knows where everyone lives, it is the funniest thing to me. Because like Tommy shows up to Jannard's house, I'm just like, why do you know where he lives? Exactly. People show up to Tommy's house. I'm like, how do y'all know where he lives? They show up to Rock's house. Like, how did... So, Ronnie just got out of prison. And all of a sudden, he has a miraculous GPS mind and is able to follow Unique around and found out where where Unique was and where, by proxy, where, where Rock lives because he followed him. Craziness. Did he steal the car at that point? No, I don't even know where, where he got exactly. Where, did he walk to Long Island or wherever she living? It looks like she's like in Jamaica states, but okay. you know, yeah, still, still, still. still. They take no, he was in the car. Yeah, so maybe he stole another car. I need an episode six for whoever the guy is that he stole the car to kill him. That's it. You know what's so funny? One of my friends, uh. Her name is Nita. She was like, "Hey, I work with that guy." Oh, <laughs> the, the guy, the guy, the guy who they stole the car. The car. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my her. god! Yes, Instagram left. Give me his handle so I can at him whenever we post. No, because somebody needs to come and take him out. <laughs> well, um, who do you think is going to kill Ronnie? Rock. You think Rock is going to do it? Yeah, it, it cannot be Marvin. It cannot be Lou because Lou, Lou ain't getting, he not interfering with that anyway. Um, I think it's either going to be Rock or Kanan. But I'm more so leaning to Rock. But hey, Kanan, he turned into a little beast. So I do not know. The only way I could see Kanan wanting to kill Ronnie is if Ronnie interferes with what Kanan got going on. Other than that, I could see Rock taking Ronnie out because he may try to come and kill Rock now that Unique is out the way so who gonna go Rock is kind of the star of the show they Ronnie gotta go he got about two more episodes left (laughs) okay all right I just want to give a little shout out to uh the real DNA DNA actually made a cameo appearance in this episode. So DNA is a battle rapper. For those of you okay. who know, we've had him on the show. He actually reviewed our episode 
two with me, I believe. And he he is going to be writing a lot of the lyrics that we hear in the show. Yeah, and he they let him do a cameo appearance. So shout out to DNA. Uh, you did a great job. So he was the rapper that was on stage at the open mic. I feel like I've seen his face before. Definitely. You've definitely yeah. seen his face. He also does the the rap recaps of the show. Okay. At the end of the weeks, and we post them. So uh, shout out to DNA. Congratulations to him. And be nice. It's been a pleasure breaking down this episode with you. If you have any final remarks, let me know. Any predictions for episode six? Ronnie died. Episode six. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a chase to find Unique, to find out what happened to him. And um, yeah, that that's about it. Oh, and I think Kanan is going to find out from Famous About Rock planting the gun. Uh-huh. All righty. So stay tuned. We will see you all again next week. Say bat sun, say bat channel. Thank you, Biba. Bye. Bye. Bye.